0: we continue with our lessons on Islamic manners from the beautiful book of Sheikh Abdul Fattah Abu and uh, this is the chapter on condolences how to give condolences. And the Sheikh says, if you must give the undesirable news of a tragic accident or the death of a close relative or a friend, break the news in a way that decreases its impact. Make it mild and gentle as possible. For example, the case of a death, you may say, recently I heard that so-and-so has been very sick. Unfortunately, her condition has worsened and today I learned that she passed away. May Allah's mercy be with her. Or something like this. One should start by giving the name of the person in question. Do not break the news of a death by asking, do you know who died today? Uh, this unduly kind of manner uh, frightens the listeners and prompts them to expect the worst, like the death of someone very close to them. So instead of that, mention the name of the person before breaking the news of Maybe somebody who is not related to something, I will say, oh, do you know who died today? Then immediately your thought will be what? You know Why are you asking me that? Maybe somebody close to me died, right? Why are you asking me, who died today? So, instead of that, don't don't, do it in a nice way. So-and-so passed away, today may Allah have mercy on them. So, the idea is not to uh, create more confusion and more uh, stress than that is already there because of the person who passed away. Uh, Likewise, convey the news of any tragedy, whichever, whatever it is, in 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 a similar fashion. Prepare the listener for the news. Uh, which which minimizes its effect and mention the name of the affected person in a kind way, not a shocking way. Um, today, subhanAllah, we have enough of these kinds of news. May Allah have mercy on all those people, especially in Gaza, but wherever else they are. Uh, and one of the things that I say, and this is me, not the sheikh, is that where it is not necessary, don't mention those things, because there is no real virtue in going on and on about this and today you know this is what they did and this is what happened and so many people died we know this is happening so going on and on telling people about it only it's one of two things either your heart is so hard it makes no difference which is a bad thing or if your heart is alive then you will really get depressed and you will get sad what we need to do and should do is every single day make the Hajjud further on yourself at least two rakat, pray two rakat, and make a lot of du'a for, especially the people of Gaza But everywhere, wherever Muslims are, are in trouble, make du'a for them. Make this. This is the real thing. Right? It's not. It's not forwarding messages and getting upset and, and excited. No, the real thing. If you're really concerned, pray tahajjud. If you're not praying tahajjud, it means you're not really concerned. It's just, it's just conversation. So don't do that. Make tahajjud for yourself, and make du'a. Because the only, at the the end of the day, we know this, the only one who can change the reality is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nobody else, right? Having, actually having hope in other than Allah is shirk. So, of course, we don't have that when we, when we say, you know, write to the senator, this and that. These are all means, alhamdulillah. But if somebody really thinks that that is going to help, then this (laughs) is… (laughs) <laughs> it's a bigger problem. So, but at the same time, alhamdulillah, we have faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only Allah. So, make this into a duty on yourself. Right? The is nafil. I'm not saying it is for, make it further on yourself and say that inshallah, at least two rakat I will pray and I will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And inshallah, we ask Allah to accept our salah and to accept our dua and to do that. Uh, also the check says choose the appropriate time to convey such news it should not take place at a meal or before going to sleep or during an illness compassion and tactfulness are the best qualities you need to handle such a situation <laughs> Imam, Imam Bukhari Imam, uh, Imam Ghazali in here he says do not talk about death when you have invited some people over for a meal if there are people are eating don't talk about death." so they asked him why he said because one of two things either If the person's heart is alive, then the person won't be able to eat after that because he is thinking of death. Now, he is thinking of Zakhra, this and that. How how can you enjoy the food? You can't enjoy the food, you won't eat. So, it makes no sense. You call them for a meal, then you talk about death and you know, now now the whole atmosphere is gone. Or they will eat if their hearts are dead. And he said this is not a good thing for people to realize. That these are people who have, you know, there's nothing, the heart is like a stone. So, he says don't do that. There, There are times and places for everything. On the opposite side, for example, if you are if you are at a cemetery, you are, you know, you see people th- chit-chatting, this, that, including joking. Is that the right place to tell a joke? I mean, you are there to bury somebody and you are laughing. For what? I mean, we see this all the time. May Allah have mercy on us. I mean, there's no sense of appropriateness, you know. If, even if it is not a joke, even chit-chatting, you know, what happened? This happened, that happened. You came to bury somebody. Think about this, one day somebody will bury me. One day this janaza will be me. Right? That is the purpose. You are going there to do that, to remind yourself, where is the time for talking politics or God knows what we talk. So, very important for us to have a sense of time and place so we do things which are appropriate. Then he says, uh, expressing condolence is a courtesy and a duty. Parting among loved ones is the rule of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his creation. As uh, Hafiz Al-Mundiri reported in the hadith, love whoever you will for you will part. And this is one of the hadith Khutsiya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Rasulullah sallallahu wa was told by Jibir islam this hadith. He said, love whoever you want because you will part. Uh, and many other things he said. Then he says, Poets have said we are but guests with our families, staying a while and leaving them. Wealth and parents are but trusts. Inevitably, one day the trust will be recalled." The children of this life will be all part. They will all part. The children of this life will all part until they meet together again in the hereafter. You ask Allah SWT to bring us together with all our loved ones in the on the day in, in the hereafter inshallah. Uh, one poet listed eight stages that we will pass through and no one is spared. He says happiness and sorrow, meeting and separation, suffering and ease, illness and well being. Another poet said, Make endurance my friend and leave painful sorrow. You are not alone. Everyone lost or will lose a loved one. And SubhanAllah, so, this is so true. You know, I, was, I came here in 2019, and uh, as a rule, Alhamdulillah, in, I make dua by name of people who are close to me and so on who passed away. Those names are increasing every year. I was telling my wife the other day, I said, you know, there were so many in now I've got another one and another one and another. They increase. Alhamdulillah. Uh, if a relative or a close friend or one of your relatives or friends dies, hasten to offer your condolences. Don't wait. Go, go as early as possible. You have the moral obligation towards your relatives and friends of alleviating their suffering. Uh, if you can, you should attend the funeral and the janaza at the burial at the cemetery. Aside from being a highly rewarded gesture of sympathy, it could be an effective and stern admonition, lesson to you, reminding you of the inevitability of death. Your life taught me many lessons. Today, your death taught me the most important lesson. Bukhari he reported that Rasulullah said, The rights of a Muslim towards his brethren are five. One, to return a greeting. If somebody says, Assalamu alaikum, it is your duty to say, Walaikum if you are not saying to somebody who said salaam to you, this is haram. This is against the, against the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's The only time you do that is if the person is an enemy. So, you don't return the salaam because this person, you don't wish well for this person. Inshallah, this is not true for us for any of our Muslim brothers. So, seriously, if you, have a, if you have a, sometimes, you know, some people do some stupid thing, you get angry, no problem. Settle that. Settle that. But always return salaam. So the first thing is, to return the right of the Muslim, five. To return a greeting. To visit them when they are sick. To attend their funeral. To answer their invitation. So, if somebody invite you, accept the invitation. If you cannot accept, you can make an excuse, but I mean, you know, you don't just disappear or not turn up or something. That, that's not good. And finally, two, when they say, when they sneeze, they say, Alhamdulillah, you say, Ya Ramakallah. So, five things. Imam Muhammad reported, Rasulullah said, visit the sick and follow the procession of the Janaza funeral. You will remember the hereafter. Now the purpose of that is for us to remember. Condolences alleviate the sense of grieving that befalls the family of the deceased. This is achieved by encouraging them to remain composed and to trust in Allah's great reward. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, said in Surah Al-Baqarah, uh, the uh, Fawash, uh, he said this in, in uh, Surah Al-Baqarah at the end 155-157 uh, And give glad tidings to those who are who patiently endure and who save when afflicted with a disaster truly to Allah we belong and to Him is our return they are those on whom descend blessings and the mercy of their Rabb and they are the guided ones إِذَا أَسَابَةٌ مُسِيبَةٌ قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا لَيْهِ رَجُونَ أُولَيْكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّنْ wa وَرَحْمَةٌ أُولَيْكَمُ Jala wala. Condolence includes in, in, in conclusion, condolence includes praying for the help and pardon of the deceased as they will receive the benefit of such prayers. Condolence is a sincere expression of one's sympathy and sorrow at these stressful moments. Ibn Majah and Bayhaqi reported with a fair ranking the Hadith. Where Abhi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is reported to have said, A Muslim who consoles other Muslims suffering from a calamity will be awarded a dress of dignity by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. We ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to help us to learn these beautiful manners of our deen and to practice them in our lives and to benefit from them.